Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, Coaching the Meeting Delegation, Part 2. Just a quick note before we go, although the June 16th New Jersey, New York Effective Manager Conference is filling up, we still have a few slots left, so if you're interested in joining us, please visit us on the website, www.managertools.com. On with the show. Here we go. Okay, so Mike's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable here. So, Good. what are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna do next with him, me, Mike? Yeah, him, me. <laughs> We're gonna start calling you him, me. Um, well, okay. So we've set a goal. Actually, I think that took like five minutes because, of course, we went into a lot of detail, probably a little bit more. But it would it would have gone, I think, much shorter um, in real time. But frankly, I don't know that I'd wait. Right. Think about it this way. Suppose I know that I'm going to be doing this coaching with you coming up in our one-on-one and you take 15 minutes in, in the coaching or in, in your session of the one-on-one, it's now my 15 minutes. Unless what I've got to give you that week in the one-on-one is burning me, or if it's something that I can wait a day and then drop by your desk and chat with you about it, I can have the entire 15 minutes, the second half of our one-on-one to start to kick off this coaching engagement, right? Sure. If we took six minutes, which is not too terribly long to set a goal, we still got eight, nine minutes to brainstorm some resources. So we could do it next week, right? If we're not, if we didn't finish or we're running out of time in the one-on-one, that's fine. We just say, okay, look, hey, be thinking about it. And next week we'll do the, we'll do the brainstorming or we could do it this week as well. And basically what we mean is we got to figure out how we're going to get Mike from A to B from going to not being able to run a meeting to learning how to run a meeting. And and uh, perhaps one of the biggest mistakes that managers make that totally kills coaching opportunities for us is the idea that we not only have to be the coach, but we also have to be the trainer. Um, that we not only have to oversee the implementation, uh, or we not only have to oversee the improvement, right? Uh, that we, we have to be responsible for the growth, but we also have to be the teacher, the imparter of knowledge. And that is wrong. If you try to do that, you can't train. You can't coach everybody on your team because you don't have time to train all of your directs on everything they need to improve all the time. Right. You, well, you can't, you can't do it. And just the thought that you may have to do that is going to stop you from doing coaching at all. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's just the old crap theory, right? Oh, oh crap. I'm, you know, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do it. And I didn't get fired last year, even though I didn't do it. So apparently <laughs> not doing it is a safe haven. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a lot of ways to learn that don't involve another person. Reading, for example. Right. right. And even if another person needs to be involved, it doesn't have to be you, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. if you're not the expert. Exactly. Okay. Basically, when we brainstorm resources, we're going to come up with a list of possible ways that Mike can improve his, skill, his skills. We might mention a book, right? Reading is, is what you mentioned. We might mention a book that we think has good ideas in it about meetings. We might come up with the idea of having him watch other meetings to see what works there so we can copy those techniques. We're not going to worry yet what's the best way to learn the skill of meetings. Frankly, there may be such a thing as best, but I don't think there is really. The most acclaimed training technique out there may cost 10000 US dollars, and so we probably won't be using that technique even though somebody does say it's the best. We're going to trust that in a short period of time, we surely won't get every way to improve, but we'll get plenty. We'll get enough. 
And if we run out of them at some point, we can always involve other others in, in a new brainstorming session. In all of my years of coaching people, I've never gone, never had to gone back to go back to the brainstorming well. We always, in two to three to five minutes, have come up with enough raw material and resources that we could pull from that pile for a great great deal of time. Some of my coaching engagements last as long as a he, a year. We have a big enough pile that we don't ever run out of it in the course of a whole year. Yeah. And we do this collaboratively just like we did the previous step, right? We do it yeah, with our look, direct. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do this pretty quick. There, there's no need to prepare by coming up with a list of on our own. Doing this individually is a lot less powerful than doing it collaboratively, doing it together. You're gonna hear different ideas from the other person. They're gonna make you think differently and come up with something you never would have thought on your own. So yeah, absolutely. And again, in the one-on-one, right? <laughs> yeah. And if and if you're brainstorming with me about something I'm going to have to do, then you know, it might be likely that I would pick something that I like to do. For example, we've talked about this before. If you were to, to, to learn a new skill, you'd go ask somebody, right? Yeah. You'd get out your 20,000 Rolodex <laughs> and I'd look at my two member Rolodex and I go like, nah, I think I'm going to read a book. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. I would call like five friends and then say, dude, I'll fly you down. Will you do this for me? And be like, yeah, okay. There you go. And you would read like five books and you would be a genius. I call the same people and say, Hey, do you know of any books I can read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to hear it from you. I want you to recommend right. books. That's good. But look, here's the thing. You only need to spend two minutes on this. Folks, two flipping minutes. If you're still going strong at two minutes, fine, keep going. But people seem to like brainstorms that are fast, that are busy, that have a lot of energy, and they dislike ones that peter out at the end. Somehow, if it has less energy, it's perceived to give less good ideas. So what you do is say, hey, let's brainstorm some ideas about what ways you could use to, to get better at running meetings. And again, you schedule two minutes. And at the end of two minutes, you stop the stopwatch and you're done. Right. And in here, when we're doing brainstorming, we put quantity over quality every time. It doesn't, you know, it really doesn't matter if one of them, one of them could be terrible. It yeah. really doesn't matter. Oh, in fact, I've had plenty of terrible ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen you give plenty of terrible yeah. ones. You know, the more we get, the more likely that we're going to get something really good out of one of them, right? That's going right. to get us where we need to be. Right. And again, and we don't need 50 ideas. We're only doing the two minutes. We probably only need five. Yeah. We're only going to get through five of them anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to be as creative and volume oriented as we can in this kind of early period here. So we'll get right. more good ideas. We'll get more good. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And if we only list five ideas, we probably won't get five good ideas. But if we list 20 and it only takes two minutes, I mean, really, we're not going to use them all. You already said that. But we're going to have five, five really, really good, good, ones. good ones in there that we can yeah, use. Yeah, exactly. Look, so in two minutes, we brainstorm. We come up with it with the uh, with the 20 or the 20, 15 or 30 or whatever. And as we're doing it, we write them down. In fact, as a manager, we write them down in the, on our one-on-one form. That's convenient. We've had a lot, a lot of managers tell us they write it down in the back of the previous week's form so that on this week's form, they can look and they can always find coaching notes because they're in the back of, of one-on-one forms. And look, you may have to come back to it in a few weeks if you struggle and you're not getting where you need to be. And frankly, we're probably also going to coach somebody else in the same area. Why not add this list to whatever list you brainstorm with that new director just you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? And, and uh, you know, look, if I have a fellow manager, nothing wrong with sharing my list with him. When he says, hey, do you know anything about making people better at meetings? I said, yeah, man, here's my brainstorming list. 
They'd be like, wow, you do brainstorming for meetings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's part of this whole manager tools thing, blah, blah, blah. And they roll their eyes and go, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Hate those manager tools guys. <laughs> so let's let's continue with our story a little bit. And, and okay. let's see, you know, hear what it sounds like. So we took about five minutes before, maybe, maybe six. I didn't count exactly. And now we're going to pretty quickly uh, go through brainstorming. So now we're, we're in the role play again. And I say, dude, let's spend just two minutes coming up with resources, tools, techniques, ways you can improve your skills as a meeting manager. I'll write down whatever we say. And I you know, write down my own ideas and yours too. And we'll see how many we can get in 20 minutes. I mean, really, we're going for volume. We're not going for the perfect answer. We don't need one answer. We need lots of answers. And, and like I said, there's no wrong answers. If I say something incredibly stupid, just ignore it rather than verbally discarding it or ridiculing it. Um, and I'll do the same for you. We're really not deciding yet. We're just ideating totally different processes. Okay, you ready? Yeah. You said 20 minutes? Are we doing 20 minutes? Two. I'm sorry. Did I say 20? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be bored, man. After two minutes, we're going to... No, just two. We're just going to do two, two minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I can two, do that. two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. okay. So go. Google meetings. Okay. Got it. I, okay. That makes me think meetings for dummies, the books, right? Yeah. I like that one. Um, Good. How about that? Ma- those manager tools podcasts you talk yeah, about? Yeah. Whatever. Time. I'll write it down. Okay. Kidding. How about uh, you go observe the VP's meeting? I hear she's really, really good at running meetings. Okay. Take notes in our meetings. Oh, yeah. They're pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah. What about observing some bad meetings, maybe? <laughs> we know those, right? Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, the skill path, meeting training stuff that Okay. I saw. Yeah. They got some. Yeah. HR courses too, right? Yeah. Uh, online learning. That's cheap. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and going back to the meetings for dummies, I bet there are other Amazon books that might be good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Toastmasters. I heard that's great. You think for meetings? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Rather than speaking? Okay, good. Other, but There might be other podcasts too, come to think of it. Yeah, I doubt it. But yeah, put it on there. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe. Okay. How about professional offsite training? Yeah, you want to go to Bali for a couple of days? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. sure. Could, could be, yeah. And uh, you know the old joke, right? We're going to write down peanut butter just to remind us that we can put that in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about um, I go get a meeting mentor, somebody who can help me? Good plan. Sure. I don't know who it'd be, but whatever. Yeah, that's good. Uh, agenda creation software. We could use that. I've heard there's stuff like that out there. We could try that. Ooh, ooh, how about those, you know, those those automatic feedback system things where people got little things in their hands oh, and, they, oh, yeah. and they give you feedback real time? Yeah, that good. Cool. We'll write it down. We get, and since we want input, we, we, let's ask for the team's input, right? That's something cool. else. And maybe I can run your staff meetings for practice. That would be cool. Yeah, you definitely. Well, yeah, that's a girl. I can't believe it took us this long to get to that, right? And then, and then we can ask the team for open feedback from those meetings. Okay. And, yeah. um, um, can I get somebody to co-chair with me? Yeah, sure. I don't know. How long was that? I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's like 20 right there. Excellent. 21. That's 21. Yeah. So, so look, two minutes, 21 ideas, and several we can use right now to help you get better at meetings, all written down. Pretty straightforward. And now we've, we've only spent like maybe, if we're going to be really generous, 10 minutes on this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, okay. So what do we do next? Step three is planning some actions, right? So, so now we know what the goal is, right? And we've got some raw material that we can use that um, we're going to turn into something. And uh, in the third step, planning our act- activities, we simply pick one or two resources from the pile that we built through the brainstorming. Not all, not all 21? No. Okay. Good. Well, you could try. I mean, you're, you're a pretty, pretty smart guy, you know, you could try. We come up with some tasks related to them. They're going to help us learn more, improve our skills, and get us to our goal. 
Right. And we're going to do this together again, right? Yeah. You're not you're not picking for me. I, I'm going to get to pick. Yep. Or Mike, he, him is going to get to pick. Yep. You ought to have a say, right? You're doing it. Right. I'm doing Yeah. I, I may not learn the way you do. <laughs> yeah. If I told you, hey, dude, I'm coaching you. So look, you need to call your friends. You're, you're like, okay, but <laughs> I'd rather call your friends or, you know, so, and if you told me you got to read all these books, I'd be like, yeah, but I already read like a ton of books already. How do I fit those in? So we don't, we, we, we don't mandate that we get to pick what the goals are. That's why it's collaborative. Yeah. Good. Okay. And you actually, because you're the one doing it, you get more input than I do. Do I get free choice? I, I you know, I know you said collaborative <laughs> and I get to pick them, but okay, let's go back to, I think, um, I think I was thinking about you, you, you got it right off the, the bat there where I was thinking about going to one of these offsite trainings because yeah, they do happen in Bali and yeah. Cancun and kind Orlando, of Cozumel, Pebble Beach. Yeah, exactly. No, you don't get veto, but you don't, you don't, you don't get to pick completely. Um, we, we definitely get to include cost as a factor and time. Uh, and I get to give you guidance. Okay. So we collaborate. I don't get to spend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but generally speaking, if the direct is level headed, we're going to let them choose first and maybe even second as well. Okay. So we picked two or three now, now what? Yeah. Okay. So now all we have to do is say, okay, with that resource, how would we turn that into a task that'll help our learning or help our skill base? And a good example would be, what will we do with the resource of the book meetings for dummies, right? How, how do we turn that into part of our plan of action, our, our plan of attack? And it's really pretty easy. We state an action that can be done with or to or using the resource in question and give it a deadline. So for our meetings for dummies book, now, mind you, this is not the end goal. This is something that'll help you learn. Every single task doesn't have to be behavioral related to running a meeting. It could be reading or attending a class, for instance. Only our final goal has to be totally behavioral about the skill we're trying to change. But for the dummies book, it might say, buy meetings for dummies by Friday, February 20th. Okay, but but just because you set a, a task of buying the book doesn't mean I'm going to read it or even get anything out of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So let's do this. Let, let's hold that thought for a second, okay? Okay. We'll come back to that. Okay. So we come up with a task, right? The reason we came up with meetings for dummies as a potential resource is because we figured you'd read it, you'd learn some stuff, and it'd make you better at meetings. So, of course, getting it is not enough. <laughs> you actually have to read it. And then, of course, you have to turn that into activity that shows that you're better. But roughly, it's a given action around one of our resources by a deadline. And now that we know that you know, behavior, action, deadline, and, a, you know, sort of a by when in there. That's my, that's my favorite phrase in, in task, by when, by what date, right? Let's take it to the next level. Let me give you two examples, two task examples, and see which one's better. Buy meetings for dummies by 20 February, or report to me that you've bought meetings for dummies by 20 February. Well, that, that sounds a lot different to me. The second one, right? I mean, the first one is, I mean, it's technically fine. But how are you going to ever know whether I did it or not? (laughs) So you're going to send me an email or something to find out, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to boil down to. I'm going to have to come check on you, right? Or I have to wait until the one-on-one where you're going to report to me. And and if your deadline was Thursday and the the one-on-one is Tuesday and you haven't done it and there's no reporting component to the task, 
we're either never going to feel like we know, I know how things are doing because how things are going, because I don't get reports or we're always going to be a few days up to a week behind because you haven't reported. So think of it this way. There's no reporting component. If the deadline is by meetings for dummies by Friday, February 20th, that would be, there's no reporting component there. But look, suppose there's no reporting component on some other task. The deadline you've been given, I've given you is Tuesday, but your one-on-one with me is on Thursday afternoon. Tuesday and Wednesday pass by. You're not in trouble because there's no reporting component. On Thursday, I say to you, dude, you're totally late with that thing that was due on Tuesday. And, and you say, no way, dude, I, I did it on Monday. And now I'm frustrated because if it was done on Monday and you haven't taken up the next task, either because we haven't scheduled it or because you just thought, well, I'm done, then that's a waste of three days. That's frustrated. Or the other side of this not good is, is we leave the direct feeling like we don't trust them because really what we didn't do was build into the task, the reporting. And, and I just feel like it doesn't do any good to have something done and to not have the organization know about it. So. We recommend all tasks, all actions include the the behavior or the tasks they're going to do relative to the skill improvement, the deadline for it, and a reporting for it by the deadline, done or not done. Okay. So I think I actually know the answer to this because I've actually been to a couple effective manager conferences. Is that right? Assuming I don't, um, why not just make this easy and have have it reported at the one-on-one? That seems like an easy way. I'm already meeting with, yeah. with, you're already meeting with me. So why don't I just report to you then? Yeah. You know, the fundamental problem with that is it makes every task a week long. And if a task is to Google something, how long does that take? It's like me taking my clothes to the dry cleaners and, and it takes five days to get them back. When in fact, we learn that the total value added on dry cleaning of something is 12 minutes. What are they doing with the clothes for the four days? I mean, are they, are they taking them somewhere and displaying them? I mean, there's no value add in there, right? So the four days, the four four point nine days you spend waiting around to report to me at the next one on one is lost for the project. And now the project, if there are fifty tasks, all of which are one day long, we could finish in fifty days, or we can take a whole year to do uh, a given coaching engagement. So the the key point is set deadlines before one on ones. Don't always set your deadline of the day of the one on one because Yeah, good. One-on-ones are totally a great way to check on things. Like, you know, we recommend a weekly checkup in any one-on-one with somebody we're coaching. But if the deadline is Tuesday and we hear it's not done, there's a temptation to wait the next week as well. Okay, well, we'll just come back and just just report to the next one-on-one. Setting the deadline early and including reporting allows us to say on Tuesday, even though our one-on-one is Thursday, when we get the note saying, we're not done, I'm not done. Rather than saying, rather than uh, telling them, oh, well, just let me know that you're in the one-on-one. Say, okay, you've already had a week, so now you get one more day. Be done tomorrow. The new deadline is Wednesday, close of business. Good. Hey, you know, and one, one point we ought to mention for folks here is that for all you uh, program or project managers out there, we don't plan this whole 10 weeks out in advance. Oh, gosh, you no, Day right, by yeah. day for the next 10 weeks. In our experience, you know, planning out two weeks is entirely sufficient. Yeah, it, it, look, it's, it'd be a waste, right? Because the schedule is going to slip. Things are going to come up. A given resource is going to turn out to be much better than we thought. Some other resource actually doesn't exist, even though we wrote it down. Yeah, plan for two or three weeks. 
which may mean in a given week, two or three tasks, or it may be 12 or 13 tasks. But once you get the hang of writing a task and a deadline, it's not that big a deal. And as our direct in this example is you check off your first few tasks, as we get them done in one-on-ones, we add a few more. So we're kind of rolling out the red carpet as we go along. And we're able to constantly be adjusting based on what's getting traction and what isn't. You know, I think some people may have noticed like, you know, the idea of reading a book or actually, actually you didn't even say reading, but like Google a book as yeah. a task was kind of interesting. That didn't seem like. Oh yeah. People thing, are but, assuming read the book, right? Yeah. But we're purposely trying to make the task very granular, particularly in the beginning where we want to get some easy wins. Right. Look, if your first task on your action plan says read some book, folks, we can virtually guarantee you that your coaching project will be delayed a great deal. And most importantly, it'll be delayed a great deal in the beginning where it bodes poorly for the rest of the effort. Yeah, because to a lot of people, a book on, on doing presentations, whatever, will, will, will sound a lot like, uh, please uh, read War and Peace in the next yeah. week. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, you know, if the task is read the book, I, I tell you, I've seen it too many times. Managers, individuals, individual contributors, professionals, adults say, I've got to go get the book. I've got to download. I've got to figure out where to put it. And then I've got to read it. And it may take weeks and everything. And, and just that thought process right there, they don't even go get the book. Your directs are going to see all the steps and getting the book and getting it together and all that stuff as obstacles. They'll start the project stumbling and be frustrated. They'll be missing deadlines. They will lose energy for the rest of your coaching engagement. Don't do it. So rather than making the task reading the book, let's break it down. For instance, and we're not kidding here, folks. This is the way to do it. This is the way to give it bite-sized chunks so your directs will get eat. It's like, okay, you know, if you take a bite of food, you get a bite of dessert. And that way all the food gets eaten. Even if they get a lot of dessert, who cares as long as the food gets eaten, right? So research Amazon meeting books by 20 Feb and report to me. Recommend two choices to me with costs and rationale by 25 Feb. Order two books to arrive no later than 1 March. Read the first chapter of each by 5 March and send me a brief email synopsizing it. Read chapters 2 and 3 in both books by 10 March. Brief email synopsis. That seems pretty simple, but I tell you what, what's happening here is we're getting some early wins. And you get a chance then now to give positive feedback for each of those. And pretty soon you you start to get some momentum. Rather than seeing their first task as chores with a bunch of obstacles, they think, well, I can do that. Right. Just a couple more chapters, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they're getting praise for doing so. And if there's somebody out there right now saying, well, gee, that might mean it'll take 12 weeks for somebody to read a 10-chapter book or whatever. Yeah. So what? That's fine. If you want to, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit slower, but it gets it done. And since at the beginning they hadn't read the book at all and they weren't improving at all, the fact that they're improving and it takes 12 weeks rather than 10 weeks, are we really going to quibble about that? So, yeah, it, it may be slower. But go slow to go fast, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. in 10 weeks or 12 weeks, they're going to have a new skill that if you didn't do coaching, you didn't do this, they wouldn't have had it. <laughs> Nothing. Right. Exactly. Okay. How is that a bad thing? Yeah. Not. Okay. So how, how does it sound and feel, right? Yeah. So let's go back to the role play. And I'm I'm on the hot seat, so I'll start. Um, so what resources do you want to start with? We, we, we've brainstormed a little bit, right? So what resources do you want to pull from on media management, Mike? 
Well, uh, you know me, definitely a book. Although, to be honest with you, I don't know which one. I, and I guess I'd also like to go observe some meetings and see how other people are doing them. Okay. Those sound good to me. It's fine. Let's figure out what you can accomplish in the next two weeks, even if it's just small stuff, and then we'll turn it into a list of deliverables. All right. So before we do that, though, can, we, can I just ask you a quick question? Like, what's going to happen if I miss a deadline? Oh, it's immediate written counseling. <laughs> no, kidding. No, kidding. Yeah. By the way, folks, that really, we really shouldn't do that. Um, we do have a sense of humor here at Manager Tools, but don't kid your folks about negative reinforcement. About negative reinforcement. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so my, my, my actual answer would be something like, look, at worst, if you do it a couple of times, I'm probably going to give you some negative feedback, but not always. Look, if you work hard and you deliver nine of the 10 projects, nine of the 10 t- tasks on time, I'm going to give you positive feedback on those. And I probably just ignore the one that didn't make it. And in the big scheme of things, one deadline or two deadlines in a project that gets done on time just isn't an issue. So you said the worst case, worst case, I'm going to get some negative feedback. Yeah. Okay. Worst, worst case is you ignore this for like 20 weeks. That's not, we're not doing that. Okay. But if you're late a week or something, I'm like, okay, hey, can I give some feedback when you're late? That's no fun. It just delays the inevitable, right? We got to get there. Okay, uh, that's good. Done. I mean, you've been yeah. you've given me lots of negative feedback over the last couple months, and yeah, it it doesn't seem that bad actually. Yeah, so. your head didn't explode, so we're good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so back to tasks. What do you think? Well, I, I think I can figure out a meeting book by our next one on one. How's that sound? Okay, so let me let me do this. Let me let me keep track of these. Right, um, you'll probably want to do it too, so you know what you know how how to put this in your time management system. But um, I, I'm going to write down, communicate your recommendations for two meeting books to me. Company's going to buy them for you. Give me rationale and price no later than 4 p.m. Monday the 8th. I know it's probably kind of long, but but it's easy to understand, right? 4 p.m. on Monday? Yeah. Not 4.30? 4, 4 p.m.? No, 4. Okay. okay, boss. Yep. I like putting times on there that way. If it's Monday and I come to you at 2 o'clock and I say, hey, is it done? And you're like, hey, I got all day. That's just kind of a little bit of one of those pinches and, you know, the whole pinch crunch thing. That's not, I don't dig those. So, And look, let me make another suggestion. I don't think we want just one task per resource per week. That'll be too slow because if you accomplish it in one day, it'll still be as if it took a week because you won't have more to do. So what are a couple of other tasks you can try to put behind you in the first week? Okay. Well, I can have it read by the next week and then, of course, report it to you. Yeah, I don't know. If the book stinks, you know, it may take longer than that. How about, how about we get it delivered no later than Friday the 12th, okay? And you report to me on the first two chapters in a brief email, no more than a couple of paragraphs, the day before our one-on-one the following week. Okay. That seems pretty good. What do you think about observing other meetings? Um, okay. How about if I identify at least one other manager's meeting, which is known to, to, to be well done. I'm going to go ask some people about who runs good meetings and I'm going to identify it by this Thursday and for you at by 5 p.m. <laughs> and not just identify, but report it to me by then. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. What about, what about a little bit more in that, in, on the line of observing other meetings? Okay. Identify the manager. Well, next would be you know, to ask him if I can sit in on one of his meetings and then I'd sit in on it. Okay. So let me make a small change to that. Let's say send him an email by the 18th, ask him to be allowed to, to sit in 
and then just copy me on the email so I'll know it's done. And that way, if he doesn't respond back, you don't have to then later send me the email saying, yeah, look, I sent it. And then uh, by the 25th, report to me on one page what you learned and how you think you're going to implement it for our team. I think we're in pretty good shape. That sounds good to me. Okay. So you have any questions? This sounds pretty reasonable. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And basically actually, what so. we'll do is next week in our one-on-one is if you've got them all done or some of them done or whatever, we'll talk about, okay, what, what are the next few steps that we need to do? Right. And it should just take a couple of minutes. You'll report on what you're doing, where you're struggling, what's going good. And we'll figure out where we are and maybe what adjustments we need to make. No big deal. Good. Cool. And we get all to right. work on it. Good. And now we come to, to, to step four in the manager tools coaching model, which is you acting, right? The direct taking action. And only the first three steps are really collaborative because in the fourth step, they're actually developing and growing and we can't do that for them. We're done planning and directing. So who's learning? They are. Who's growing? They are. No sense in us doing a lot of work when they're doing, they're, they're the ones that are going to be learning. And, and we don't have to, you know, be actively observing or helping them in this entire process. Right. Matter of fact, the more involved we are in terms of doing it for them, the less effective the process is going to be. At this point, they've agreed to do this. It's their task. We're going to follow up. They're going to report to us. It's part of their job. It, it, it is their, it, you know, yeah. it's it's their job to do this. And we can't do their job and our job at the same time. So yeah, the whole point of this is, yeah, for us to have more time. Yeah. Good. Okay. And then the last step is really the the administration of the process going forward. And that means our the direct, in this case, you reporting in weekly in the one-on-one. Every week we basically ask, please update me on the status of the coaching we're doing. Ideally, we already know everything that's been done or hasn't been done because we haven't, we don't have deadlines in the one-on-one. Yeah, you can have deadlines in the one-on-one, but it's not ideal. And then you not only have that information, but you assess in the one-on-one where we are. And if you need to add more tasks to keep somebody busy, you do so, or you change course if something's not working. Right. So the whole time that we're, you know, every, every one-on-one we're sitting back, we're assessing progress and we're building out the plan a little bit. Right. And one of the things we do as the coach, we're not doing the training. Well, we could, maybe as a last resort, we might be a resort, the, the resource of last resort. We're not doing the training. But we are doing is we're sitting back and looking at the big picture. Are we on course? Are we getting there? Am I still confident that they're, they're going to get there based on the, the task we're doing? Are we going to meet the deadline? Right. Are we making progress? And, you know, we're going to win. Right. And, and then we have to say, okay, does the direct have enough to do for the next couple of weeks? And if not, we got to look at our resource list either add a resource or just keep going with the ones that have gotten us so far. And it's a judgment call every week based on progress and interest from the direct. Right. If they miss it, no big deal. We just do right. a little bit of replanning, maybe some different tasks. Maybe they're struggling with something. We need to go back to the resource list and see if there's some additional resources around a particular aspect of the skill or uh, task we're asking them to learn. Yeah. The, the old saying from boxing is everybody's got to plan until they get hit. <laughs> So you're going to have curveballs, and and if you go into it with a relaxed idea uh, of that if you're off by a week, it's okay as long as you're not off every week by a full week, and then you get further and further behind, you're going to be fine. And and your point about staying flexible goes right into the next phase, which is at the end of this, we're either going to be celebrating the achievement of being done, or we may have to be changing the deadline. So part of the assessment is getting to the end and saying, did we meet the goal? And and if we did, we celebrate. 
We share positive feedback. We Maybe we announce it in the staff meeting that he runs. Maybe we have lunch and offer congratulations, something like that. Or if we're to the deadline and we haven't met the goal, what do we do then? Yeah, we need to talk about this a little bit because I think some folks may get this coaching model confused with goals or objectives that typically end up on somebody's performance appraisal at the end of the year. Ah, yeah, we've got to make that decision. If I have an objective, for example, of improving you know sales by 30% by the end of the year, and I don't get there, well, you know, frankly, my boss is, we're not just like resetting goals and eh, no big deal, give you a little feedback. and Right. So maybe you can explain a little bit of kind of the difference and what we're talking about here with coaching goals versus the goals that might show up as a performance yeah. objective. Coaching goals are about professional development. They're not about organizational results. You can coach somebody on sales skills. And yes, that could be related to a 30% improvement in sales net or sales gross, but you wouldn't want to coach them on the 30% improvement because it, it begins to become a performance development and a negative performance development thing if things don't go well. And you now you have a double whammy. I know I'm not making my goal and I'm behind on my goal and I'm messing up on the coaching engagement as well. When in fact, there's really only one thing, which is, of course, the 30% improvement. So we might coach them on something related to improving it or a skill that will be directly involved in doing so, but it doesn't have to be. We generally try to stay away from the organizationally delivered goals that a person has as a function of their job. And, and in fact, we generally recommend that you don't coach people on things they're going to be measured on at the end of the year. That said, some managers say, well, I've got to put these things on their development plan. I said, that's fine. Just make sure that you give leeway so that you don't end up the way so many managers do, looking at the end of the year at their performance plan and realizing the, the development plan for somebody and realizing they didn't get through any of it. If you're going to put it down on an official organizational form, you're going to have to make sure you meet it. And that runs against our recommendation to stay a little bit softer on the deadline piece because we're simply comparing how much better off they're going to be in 14 weeks or 12 weeks rather than saying, oh, you didn't get it in 12 weeks and now you're in trouble. Yeah. So in this case, if they miss the get deadline, then we're not going to punish them. No. It doesn't make sense, right? I mean, it's like we said before, we're going to move the deadline back. We're not going to, we're not going to give them 12 more weeks. <laughs> We're going to allow enough time to achieve it based on where we are now. Yeah. Look, and if somebody's been working for you for a while and they weren't able to do this task before, this, they didn't have this skill that you're coaching them on, another couple of weeks is not going to kill anybody. Yeah. And they're going to be notably better at their job, even if it takes 14 weeks versus 12. And let's not fret over the last two weeks. Again, let's compare zero to 14 rather than 12 to 14. Right. And it'll be clear, we're not talking about the direct that stonewalls you. If you give it, you know, if you give the person 12 weeks and they haven't made any progress in 12 yeah. weeks, okay, that's, okay, that's, that's different. That's different. That, and, and to me, that, that, if it's 12 weeks where I'm giving negative feedback, giving negative feedback, asking for new behavior and I don't get it, I don't get it. Now, for a coaching engagement, I go right to systemic feedback, which is, hey, when I, when, when you repeatedly fail to do coaching tasks that you agree to do in a one on one and then don't meet, the deadline, I begin to think you're not willing to develop yourself. And I've got no place in my team for somebody who's not willing to develop themselves. Exactly. Right? Right. So somebody's Very putting in different effort. Discussion. They're making progress. And it's it's a 12-week goal. And they get there in 14 weeks. <laughs> no big deal. Right. No big deal. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, so how, do, how, does this, how does this phase sound? How would, let's, let's go back to our Good. Okay. So, so we're back in the one-on-one, right? 
my turn for my, you know, maybe I finished my 10 minutes and we've got a few minutes left. And so I say, hey, man, how's it going with meeting management, the coaching thing we've been working on? What's your status? What do we need to do? Well, as you saw in my email, um, I've accomplished all the tasks. Now, I was I was frank here. I was late on the delivery date of the book. You know, I right. wanted to s- save a little bit of money on the shipping. It was a little cheaper if I did ground. But um, but no big deal. I, I, I made it up by getting the first two chapters read by that deadline. So, No, that's good. So can I give you some feedback? Um, sure, I guess. Mike, when you meet your deadlines in this coaching thing, I really respect that. Thank you. Oh, sure. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Can I give you some more feedback? Uh, Sure. When you miss a deadline and then speed up afterwards because you know the project's going to be delayed and you get the next task back on the overall schedule, I really appreciate that kind of extra effort. And that to me, that's how projects get done on time and on budget, which is how we work things around here. So well done. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. I thought you were going to zing me there, boss. Oh, that's next week. We'll do, we'll do that week. <laughs> <laughs> You're up for that next week, according to my little chart here. <laughs> so, okay, but how, how are we set for the next three weeks in terms of your tasks and, and so on? Do we have deadlines through all of them? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh ab- absolutely. Uh, so let's let's take a look at what's, what's next. Let me walk you through the things yeah. I'm doing. So hopefully that gives you a good flavor of how how I have every week I'm checking as the manager. Where are you? What are you doing? What do you where do you, where do you need to go? I'm giving feedback on the things that went well, negative feedback if it needs to be given, and so on. That is the overall process. And Mike and I just did three. We did no, I think did we do four? We did four what amounts to role plays that were a total of like twelve or thirteen minutes altogether. With this model after delegating something, which is hard for some people, and delegating a meeting that we run, we can essentially leverage our succession planning, our development, personnel development, uh, our performance management, and we can coach every one of our directs in just a few minutes a week, and we can improve their abilities and their reputation in the organization by asking them through coaching always to be getting better. That's it. Good. Pretty simple. Yep. We delegate first. We let them try it. And, and maybe they're going to fail, but that's okay. We let them try right, it. Right, that's okay. And we set a goal collaboratively. We brainstorm resources, again, with them. Right. We plan some actions, again, with, with them. the direct. Right. Now, it's, it's real simple. Now, the direct just goes and executes on the plan. They go do it. And then the direct reports weekly in one-on-ones. There you we go. Assess progress, build out the plan. If they're successful, we celebrate. If not, we, we look at the deadline. Do some Slide replanning, the a bit. and we then we we talked a little bit about how to how that might look or sound. Yeah, that's it, partner. Good, enjoyed it. Thanks, sir. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you. That's it, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and hopefully, this little case study, if you will, encourages you to go out and start coaching your folks. Go back to some of our old shows on coaching, and you'll find that you can coach each of your directs in five minutes a week during your regularly scheduled one-on-ones. It's that easy. All right, folks, see you all next week. So long.